Welcome to the How to Stop Being Broke podcast, where the mission is to change your mindset about how you manage your finances so you can build a financial future that you can be proud of. My name is Bella Jones and I am your host. So relax, sit back, and let's jump into today's conversation. Hey, 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 so we are back for another episode. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what you should do once you actually run your credit reports. So in last week's episode, I did talk about the importance of taking a look at your credit reports, regardless of whether you have good credit or poor credit. And we also talked about how you can actually get a free copy of your credit reports from the three credit bureaus by checking out the website annualcreditreport.com. Now I will put a link to their website in the show notes. Now we also did a deep dive and we discussed why extending credit to people with bad credit is so profitable to these banks and lenders. So if you missed that episode, I would highly recommend checking that out. So once you are ready to run your credit and just start your credit repair journey, you want to make sure that you are looking at all three of your credit reports from TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Now this is important because the information on each credit report may in fact be different. So for example, you may have an account that went into collections, but it may only be listed on your TransUnion credit report, for example. So if you're only focusing on your Equifax and Experian, you may have no idea that this collections account is even out there. So fast forward, if you now get your scores to a certain place and you're ready to apply for a mortgage and then boom, all of a sudden you have this collection account that you had no idea about that you now have to address, that may delay your process of getting your mortgage approved. So you definitely want to look at all three bureaus during your credit repair journey. Now, the first thing you want to look at is just to make sure that your personal information is correct, such as your name and how it is spelled, your address, employer, date of birth, etc. Now, if there are some errors on there, you definitely want to address them and have them corrected. Now, this is important because if the information um, that you put in a credit application does not quite match the information on your credit report, then it could lead to your application being denied or it may cause a delay in the approval of your application. Now, it is relatively easy to get these things corrected. You can send in a letter with the supporting documentation, just showing what the name correction may be, for example. Or you can go to their website. Most of them do actually have a link that you can use to submit any kind of claims or requests. So pretty straightforward to get this done. 
Now, the next thing you want to look at or look for are any, you know, fraudulent accounts or activity, right? Now, this is important because there have been so many security breaches. There have been so many victims of identity theft that you want to make sure that you're not one of them. So if an account on your report just does not appear to be familiar, you should first start off by doing your Googles essentially about the company listed there. Now doing this may help you identify the account and the company, it may trigger your memory. So maybe it is an account that does belong to you. You may even have a situation where a new bank has acquired the other bank you were doing business with. Maybe you missed the communication about that, right? So for example, if you had a Walmart credit card previously, this is now owned and serviced by Capital One. So the name of the account may possibly be different on your credit report and you may not even be aware of the change and this might throw you off. So you do want to make sure to do your due diligence to make sure you do your research before you jump to file a claim that an account is actually fraudulent. Now, once you have reviewed your credit reports for fraudulent activity or accounts, next you want to look at the payment history to see if it is in fact correct. Now, this is important if you are someone who may have signed up for a forbearance or a deferment on an account because due to the CARES Act, your lender is not allowed to report this account as late or past due from the time you signed up for either arrangement, whether it's the forbearance or deferment. So if you do find an error, you want to contact the lender directly or you do have the option to contact the credit bureau that is showing the late payments and information. Now I will say as someone who does do credit repair, I will say that contacting the lender to resolve this issue is your best bet because the credit bureaus right now are inundated with letters and requests and they are taking anywhere from three to four months to get back to your inquiries and requests. Then you want to look at any accounts that you know are past due and are reporting as such. And you want to work on bringing these accounts back up to date. So this is where your budget will come into play, right? You want to use it to essentially lay out a plan to bring the account back up to date in a reasonable amount of time. Now, once you have this plan outlined, then you want to contact your creditor to see if they are willing to set up a payment arrangement based on the repayment plan that you came up with. Now, keep in mind, their goal is to get as much money from you in the shortest amount of time. So you may have to essentially negotiate a repayment plan that is a happy compromise for both parties. Now, one thing I want you to keep in mind is do not commit to a repayment plan that you cannot realistically commit to because this is going to set you up for 
financial failure because some lenders will put a stipulation that if you break the payment arrangement by any means, then basically all bets are off. They can then go ahead and report your account as late and past due, and they have the right to send your account to collections. So please do not overcommit and under deliver. Now, once you do bring your account back up to date, if you only had maybe one to three late payments, you may want to send a goodwill letter asking the lender to remove those late payments. So a goodwill letter is basically you asking the bank to do you a favor and remove the late payments as a courtesy. So they are not obligated to say yes, but it also cannot hurt to ask, especially if you have been a long-standing customer, you've had on-time payment history, but you just ran into some tough times. Now I do offer a goodwill letter in my credit repair toolkit. So if you are interested in purchasing a copy, I will put a link to that in the show notes below. So this credit repair toolkit is essentially a step-by-step -step guide to help you in your credit repair journey. It has tips on how you can improve your scores, as well as eight additional letter templates that you can use to dispute other negative items that may be on your credit report such as collection accounts, inquiries, etc. Now the next thing you do want to address on your credit report are any accounts that have high utilization. Now utilization is essentially how much credit you are actually using. So if you have a credit card with a limit of $1,000 and you are using $900 of the credit limit, your utilization is 90%. So you will just divide the balance that you owe into the credit limit of the card, and that is how you calculate your utilization. So ideally, you want to keep your accounts at or below 30% utilization. So if you do have any credit cards or personal loans that have a really high utilization, then you want to work on bringing these balances down. Now, in order to do this, you will again need to leverage your budget to put a plan in place. Now, when it comes to paying down credit card debt, some people recommend the snowball method. Now, this is where you would just pay the minimum balance on all of your credit cards, but you would focus on paying off the credit card with the highest interest rate. Now, while that is a great method, you want to be mindful of the balances that you owe. For example, if you have, let's say five credit cards and two of them have balances under 500 and the other three have balances well over $5,000, then I would recommend paying off the two credit cards that have the smaller balances first. So that way you can get the utilization down to essentially zero, then focusing on using the snowball method to pay off the other credit cards based on the 
interest rate. Now, another thing that you can do while paying down your credit card debt is to ask your lender for a reduction in the interest rate. Now, this can help you pay less interest in the long run, which can save you hundreds and thousands of dollars depending upon how much credit card debt you have. So once you've addressed your utilization, you addressed your late payments, you looked at your personal information, the next thing you want to address are the collection accounts, if any, that may be on your credit report. And you do have a few options when it comes to collection accounts. So the first thing you can do is negotiate a pay for delete, which means if you pay the balance in full, the collection agency will agree to delete the account from your credit report and as if it never existed. So I have done this in my own credit repair journey and it was a huge help in getting my scores up. Now the original debt that you did default on will still be on your credit report, but by removing the collection accounts from your credit report, it will help with your scores. Also keep in mind, when you are ready to apply for a mortgage, most lenders do not want to see any outstanding collection accounts on your credit report. So they're going to want to see that it has been paid off or if you can do the pay for delete, it won't even be there. So it basically never existed at all. The next thing you can do when it comes to a collection account is to dispute that it is in fact valid. Now, when you are doing this, it is up to the collection agency to prove that the account in fact belongs to you and that the information they are reporting is in fact correct. So if they are unable to provide sufficient proof or if any of the information is not correct, they are legally obligated to remove the account from your credit report. Now the third option you have is the debt is so old that it should no longer be listed on your report. So once a debt is seven years old, it must be removed from your credit report. Now keep in mind, just because it has to be deleted does not mean that you do not still owe it. The creditor legally can still collect it if they can prove that it does in fact belong to you. So they could sue you, for example, they can garnish your wages if they do actually go that far by filing a claim against you in small claims court, for example, or regular court if it is of over a certain dollar amount. So keep that in mind. But of course, as the debt starts to age, it's less likely that they're going to still come after you for it, but legally they still can. So just to sum up the tips we discussed in today's episode, one, you want to make sure you are looking at all three credit bureaus as you start your credit repair journey. Each bureau may be reporting different information, so you want to be mindful and aware of what is listed on each of them. Now, second tip, you want to make sure that your personal information is correct. If not, you want to contact the bureaus 
and provide them the appropriate supporting documentation in order to have the information corrected. Third, you want to check for any fraudulent accounts or activity that is listed on your credit report. Then you want to work on bringing any past due accounts back up to date. This may require you to request a deferment, a forbearance, or setting up a payment arrangement with your creditor or lender. Last but not least, you want to start paying down any credit cards that have a high utilization. So when it comes to bringing your accounts back up to date and paying down debt, I did talk about leveraging your budget to help you get this done. Now, this is the part of your credit repair journey that's going to be hard. You are going to have to make some really tough decisions in regards to what expenses you need to get rid of, reduce altogether, so you can use that money to pay things off. You may have to pick up an extra job, side hustle to bring in extra money to again, help you bring accounts back up to date and to pay down your debt. I know when I went through my credit repair journey, there were days where I had a can of Progresso Super Lunch because I was getting to the point where I really had to get laser focused on paying things off, paying things down, while also trying to save for a down payment. So it's not sexy, it's not fun, but the sacrifice is 100% worth it. As I've mentioned previously, it took me two and a half years to get my credit scores from a 498, was my lowest one at the time, to scores well into the 720s and above, and once I did that, we qualified for a mortgage and we closed on our home in 2016. Now, the journey, you don't know how long it's going to be, right? And I think that's the one thing that tends to discourage people because there's no finish line. There's no definitive deadline, timeline when you will hit this goal. But when it comes to credit repair, right, and fixing your mindset and your finances, slow and steady wins the race. Unfortunately, we are, as I mentioned before, in this microwave generation where we want things now, we want things yesterday. And unfortunately, that's not how any of this works. So I do hope you start your journey as soon as you can. Don't wait for January 1st. Like I am recording this episode in October 2020. But don't wait for the new year to get started, okay? You can start your journey today. Look at your credit report today. See where you are. See what you have going on. And then just put your action plan together. It's going to be uncomfortable. You may get overwhelmed. And when you do get to that point, just take a step back. Take a breather and just, you know, understand it's going to take time but it's not a forever thing, right? I've mentioned many times before on my Instagram and other social media platforms, bad credit is not a life sentence. If you're willing to put in the work and give it the dedication, the time and effort, 
you can absolutely turn those credit scores around, but it's gonna take time. But would you rather have good credit two years from now, a year from now, right? Versus not doing anything at all and still having bad credit a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, right? It's your decision. Life is hard, right? But you have to determine or decide what kind of hard are you willing to deal with? Do you want to continue the hard life of struggling with bad credit, overpaying and high interest and fees? Or do you want to have the hard life of budgeting, saving, cutting back your expenses, paying off debt so you can ultimately become a homeowner, purchase a car at 0% interest, start buying real estate property, investing in building wealth. Either journey, it's not easy, but you have to decide which life you want to struggle with, right? The struggle of bad credit, or the struggle of building a financial legacy. It's ultimately up to you. So thank you for stopping by and listening to today's episode. Now again, don't forget you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. I do hope we can connect. Always feel free to send me a DM. Make sure to follow me as well. I do give great tips. I do go live on Instagram quite often. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How to Stop Being Broke podcast. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to future conversations like the one we had today, make sure to subscribe because it is time for you to stop being broke and create a financial future you can be proud of.